there, all of you amazing patrons and no longer YouTube members. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's just not happening anymore. It's X, and I'm here with Kyle and Felicia, and this is the Utah Outcast secret show. This is our special content we provide to the folks who are so generous to share at least a buck a month with us. And for that one dollar, uh, you get special patron live streams four times a month, commercial-free episodes of the podcast and this show right here, which remains exclusive for about six months so if you're hearing this and you're not a patron you should change that and i'm not going to give you the url because you should figure it out uh let's see did you guys know that jordan peterson has woken up from odin sleep <laughs> i did i did unfortunately no and that was brought upon him because he uh he had a diet that was rich in mostly meat and painkillers so he 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 was abusing the uh the the painkillers pretty hard there for a while it's true he's back and he's got a new book and uh, I think I joked about it, and I said that uh, somebody asked me to read that on Outcast X, and I don't know if I will. I, so. I hope he, I hope he wrote the whole thing on painkillers. Well, the thing is, like that joke about me saying about him living off of a diet of mostly meat is is something that has kind of been like bandied around a little bit. But we get it straight from the horse's mouth, literally this this episode. So, oh, good, okay. So let's see. Uh, so let me let me go ahead and just get us started with a little bit of a palate cleanse of what we've been missing with Jordan Peterson. And uh, here's here's him talking to uh, Brett Weinstein. Oh, which, Brett with one T. He's he's a member of the intellectual dark web of people, and his show is just the fucking worst. <laughs> I I tried listening to it, and he's like one of those guys. Who's like, I'm a member of Mensa. I'm smarter than most people, and his wife is the same thing. So they're like audibly coming to each other's voices because of how fucking galaxy brain they are on their show. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. So let's let's let Jordan Peterson talk to us. Hang on, eh, if I can click the right button. But I mean, I think you know. I know your audience. And they will, they'll accept you any way you can show up for them. And I think, you know, the key thing is to figure out how to get out of the predicament of having to go through that Herculean struggle every day. Yeah, well, it's beyond, I've been struggling with it for two years. I can't get out of it. I can't. Well, I mean, I'm out of it to some degree. I'm living at home again. I'm not in the hospital. But the reason I'm not in the hospital is because there's nothing that can be done for me in the hospital. So does that mean you're dying? <laughs> is, is usually well, if you have to be hospitalized for a long time and they let you out, means usually you're better or you're in hospice, right? Is my right, thing. right. Unless he's unless he's talking about some, unless he's talking about treatment, like uh, hmm. addiction treatment. So uh, let let I'm going to let him talk about this some more. Like, there's no point in me going to a hospital. It will just make it worse. When I wake up in the morning, like any sensible person would go to the emergency room and say, look, this is, there's just, this just isn't possible, but it's irrelevant because. Going on? All he's talking about how troubled his life is and how hard he's had it and how, you know, his health problems leading up to this whole thing. But I, I'm waiting for him to get to the one part where you guys need to hear. Hang on. It'll happen. And I've been in like four hospitals. So I know. All that happens is I'm made much worse. And so that's some dangerous shit right there, talking about how hospitals make you worse. And he gets into it here in a minute. And that's mainly the thing I wanted to talk about this this episode. Yeah, okay. that's that's it, concerning. But also like 
the thing is, like, if he's talking about, like, if every if you woke up in my state every day, you'd go to the e- the ER, the emergency room. And if the ER is going, no, we can't help you. That tells me not like that tells me that there's something else going on there, that it's not a phys like he might be having physiological symptoms. Um, like, <laughs> uh, for instance, uh, this week I've been having some anxiety of my own. It's just society, the, the nearing the end of the pandemic work, you know, just regular stuff, but I've been de- dealing yeah. with some anxiety and I had like this pain in my mid back, uh, right near the spine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm dying. I'm definitely like, again, anxiety brain. I'm dying. I'm definitely dying. This is organ failure of some guy. I don't know what organ is right next to my spine outside of my ribs. back organ, obviously. The organ that's uh, not under my ribs, but like, you know, I'm definitely dying. (laughs) And uh, I got talking with a friend and um, realized like, oh no, everything's fine. I'm safe. Everything's good, actually. Things are good, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Because how anxiety doesn't like to accept that things are good sometimes. (laughs) And uh, I actually felt my back like unclench where I thought I was dying. And I was just like, no, I was just holding shit in my back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not dying. I'm fine actually. Uh, and, uh, but like, yeah, like sometimes like you can have a, a psychological, like psychological shit will cause a physiological reaction. That's not uncommon. That's not unheard of. Um, so I have to wonder if, if what he's talking about is something that an ER can't treat. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't something that's happening because of an internal, like a, like a body bodily thing. Your brain is your body. I understand that. But like, uh, but if there's something else going on there that he's not willing to address and he says the hospital makes it worse. And like you said, X, like he's unwilling to uh, maybe address that he's not his thinking isn't good because whatever's going on is in his thinking parts isn't working. Yeah. Great. Um, Cause he's, you know, he's so smart and he's, he's so clever and he's got all these rules for life and he knows how to, but so his brain is, his brain must be fine. He's what's going on is, is something else. And, and, and that does lead down to a, a dangerous path. Right. So I'm reading this article and it says that it describes he had an allergic reaction during the 2016 Christmas holiday manifested with intense anxiety leading his family doctor to prescribe benzodiazepines. So he had, he was on benzos for a while. That's Mm -hmm. what that was joking about his uh, substance abuse. He also started following what his daughter called the lion diet. Yes. Which is consuming only meat, salt, and water. Yeah. So in 2019, the tumultuous reality of being a public figure was exacerbated by a series of family health crises culminating in his wife's diagnosis in April, which was thought to be terminal cancer. She has since recovered. Peterson, who notes that he had been plagued for years by a tendency towards depression, had his tranquilizer dosage upped only to experience rising anxiety, followed by the ravages of attempted withdrawal. He was at the edge of abyss, anxiety far beyond what he ever experienced. And so it goes on and on and on and on. And And so this is mainly from the Atlantic and it's talking about his book mainly, but he seems like he had mental problem, mental health problems. And I'm not here to bag on somebody having mental health problems, but I was just talking about my own. Right. And so it's one of those things where these, a lot of the problems 
and I don't mean to be this guy where like everything in your diet can fix everything in your life, but diet can affect your diet very much can. (laughs) Yes. So listen to what he says here about his diet, and uh, I'm, I'm waiting for it to get to that still. I live in 15 minute increments, fundamentally. That's not a good way to live. Wow. Well, um, it's they're going to come after you for succeeding and for people doing, you know, what what they can in order to, well, I live get such to keep a, going. I live such a sybaritic existence. I drink sparkling water and nothing else ever. And I eat nothing but meat. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, that's not healthy. No, not at all. And no, uh, X, you're absolutely right that like what you eat absolutely can affect your mental health. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love my sparkling water, but I'm going to drink a a load of other things, man. Yeah. I also consume other things. Um, But like, uh, okay. So something like people talk about is uh, uh, like the Inuits have a a primarily meat diet in the winter months, which uh, in the far North of the world is a lot of months. (laughs) Like, uh, it, but you can do that. But the thing is that they, they don't, it's primarily meat. It's not exclusively meat. Uh, you can have a high fat, high protein diet that is perfectly healthy. The thing is bodies are crazy and a lot of things can work for a lot of bodies. Um, but they but don't work for everybody. No, they don't work for everybody. Every body. I see what you did there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they... The thing is, like, what we what we do know is that vegetables are good, and if you're not living, say, an Inuit lifestyle where you are existing in the cold and you have to consume high fat, high protein diets because that's what you have, then it's not necessarily reasonable to live that kind of way. Um, like, there's a lot of diets that can be healthy, but outside of particular contexts. Those diets are not healthy. For instance, if you haven't eaten properly in a week, if you're starving, like you got lost somewhere, you know what's a really healthy food for you? A chocolate chip cookie. Straight up. It's got a lot of fat. It's got a lot of sugar. That's what you need right the fuck now. Chocolate chip cookies as a diet all the time is not a good diet. (laughs) For fuck's sake. So he had a dependency. Which, of course, goes against his core tenets of his philosoph- philosophical brain, you know, stoicism, well, you self-reliance. A, yeah, no, if you're, if, you're, if you're doing his rules, you won't have an addiction. Right. God. Uh, because he admonished those in his fucking book, The Twelve Rules for Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he nearly died several times during his medical ordeal. And I'm still trying to get to what the fuck his medical ordeal was. They're, they're being real cagey about it. They don't know. What had tra- is, uh, he had traveled to Russia early in January, seeking an unorthodox treatment for his physical dependence on the drug clonazepam. Yeah. So there was concerns about withdrawals, but the thing is about putting somebody under a coma uh, for dealing with. Oh with, yeah, it was like, eight day medically induced coma. Jesus. To, to do that, <laughs> like that's not not medically recommended for the most part. Like um, comas for skipping, like basically skipping detox um is not generally recommended I by, he was stoic. By, but not just by american <laughs> doctors i'm not talking just american right. doctors here like um 
it's wild. His story is wild. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So after weeks in intensive care, he was unable to speak or write and he was taking anti-seizure medicine. So, um, so anyway, he was, he was, let's see, what was he doing in the coma in Russia based on interviews with medical professionals? Um, uh, he made up, he had made on prod podcasts and several social medias. He ended up in Russia after an extended battle to wean himself off of clonazepam. Uh, like you said, he was put on it to try to avoid getting the DTs. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, he eats meat, he eats meat and drinks sparkling water. And I have this image that I, I found just out there because it was him celebrating his birthday with his daughter. And you know what his fucking cake is? No, it's a pork. It's like a fucking steak. It's a chop, you know, <laughs> or it's, it's like a, it's like a tomahawk steak kind of thing. And it's just like, Man, okay, first for like a regular okay, first of all, tomahawk steaks are a waste of money. Uh, you're paying mostly for you're, bone. Yeah, you're paying 90% of that fucking cost for bone. <laughs> it's a scam. And it is. But However, if you're just a regular person and you really like meat, that could be a fun thing. But like this is like some culty okay. Um oh my god, since I got my griddle gill grill that I have, the griddle that I have, the grill, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. I made a steak on there the other day. Holy shit, that was good. <laughs> like Something it's that cooking in its own juices. You there's know. a weird thing in fascism with like a purity of food. Uh, Garrison's been doing some research into like eco fascism, and this kind of ties in. Yeah. Now, uh, you'll hear a lot of people talk on the left about how like uh, they don't like exploitation of animals, or uh, so they go vegan. Or you'll talk about there. There's a lot suffering, of suffering. You know, like yeah. There's a lot of us who are like uh, not necessarily in the like veganism thing. Uh, but we'll talk about factory farming because that is just wildly unethical and just dangerous for the fucking planet. Like we don't need to be doing. Yeah, if you, if you have one strain of bull that's making whole generations of steer and cow and cows and and uh, whatever the fuck else you got out there, all it takes is one very good virus to come in there and kill every single one of those fucking things. That's just not even the beginning and end of why factory no. farming is no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just saying that creating genetic stock where it's only the one genetic line usually is just one of those things that they do in factory farming which is yeah there's everything about factory farming is bad it makes our food suck it's just suffering for the animals uh and we don't need to do it we can actually feed everyone and not do factory farming the reason factory farming is a thing is because of profit it's more profitable to do it that way it's not necessarily like better it's just more profitable. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's the only, that's, that's it. That's just it. Um, so like, but in fascism, you'll find that it's rather like then a focus on um, ethics or systematic like, or systemic addressing things like hunger and food and, and, and all of that and, and exploitation. You'll find that it's more of like a purity of the self, the individual, right? Like they, yeah. Uh, you don't do drugs except for alcohol. It's always just except for alcohol. And whatever. Uh, you don't do drugs or you can, you know, you find straight edge is very common in fascism. Which makes me wonder how many of the straight edge kids I knew in high school ended up becoming Nazis now, you know? <laughs> Probably a minority of them, but... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It depends on... It depends on, it depends on what kind of straight edge. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and then, and then there's also been like left-wing... Re- yeah, I like, actually. I have not that, met a lot of leftists that reject intoxicants entirely. I'm not gonna lie. 
I've not met them. The guys I'm listening to like Earth Crisis would not be <laughs> would not be the uh, like the a lot of a lot of leftists are just like, yeah, no, drugs are great. I don't see the problem here. Like, <laughs> I don't do them, but fuck it. If you want to go ahead, I think you drugs know. are good actually. Um, okay, uh, Jordan, <laughs> let's let's see what Jordan's gonna say. He's We're got, already he, demonetized. I can say that. Okay, I know. yeah, right. Okay, so he's got a little bit left. Hang on, ever. And so my luxuries. This is so calm. Calm. It's so absurd. My luxuries have been um, high-end toothpicks and sparkling water. Christ, what a life, that man. That is so much. <laughs> Why are you doing this? I have no idea. But anyway, what I wanted, this, this, this gets us to this link where I wanted to hear him talk about how hospitals are. And this is the kind of dangerous shit that's still being spread, A, on the intellectual dark web, B, to people who follow fucking Jordan Peterson for anything, you know, they're going to listen to this kind of stuff because according yeah. to the JBP fans, you have to listen to all of his stuff in order for you to be able to debate or talk about any of the things he brings up. So here's this. I suspect you know, if you did these statistics properly, I suspect that, that medicine independent of public health kills more people than it saves. What the fuck? Right. That's some concerning fascist shit right there. I tripped over this the other day and I'm like, whoa, hold the fuck up, man. Because Okay, first of all, that's just not even close to true because countries with universal health care yeah. have better health outcomes than places that don't. Okay? Much like, better. Like way better. <laughs> um, medicine works. Now, there is absolutely critique on how we evaluate medicine where we like where mm -hmm. we start evaluating because like uh a lot of cultures that say used psychedelics uh for things like mental health the western medicine said nah that's just bunk because it didn't come from white people <laughs> uh there is those criticisms that are absolutely yeah. valid but the thing is that the, just because they the scientific system which has been dominated by white supremacy, uh, either explicitly or not, uh, rejected those things, does not necessarily make them not medicines. And the good news is, is that there is work being done, but the scientific method is still good yep. for things that science hasn't explored. Right, That's, right, right. But he's, and, he's talking about statistics. He's talking, and, he's talking statistics, about... If you just look at statistics, you know, then yeah, a, a high number, a high percentage of people who go to the hospital uh, die. That's true. That's just true, <laughs> though. Huh. Yeah. It, it's almost like they provide, hopefully, life-saving care there, but they can't be successful every time. It's not yeah. a majority of people who go to the hospital die. No, by no, the no, it's not. No, 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 no. no, no I didn't, no. you know, I didn't say a majority. Yeah, I know, I know. I just, I just <laughs> didn't say that. I just right. wanted to be explicitly right. clear. <laughs> Drugs good. Hospitals good. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Jordan Peterson bad. All meat diet like, bad. There, there's, a, there's a through line here that I find concerning in that, like, um, like you, you, this idea that like, we don't actually need to provide more healthcare because it's actually bad for people. But the, the fucked up thing yeah. is that this guy that is, is supposedly, I think Brett Weinstein is a doctor or even Jordan Peterson, who was a fucking psychologist. Why, why isn't anybody stopping him in the midst of him saying shit like this? And it gets worse. It does get worse. Oh my God. Of course it does. About this stuff and be like, 
hold the fuck up. You know, I don't care who the hell I have on my show. If they say something outrageous, I'm going to call them on it right then and there. Because, we have. We have. <laughs> because we've had a guest on, they say something like, hold on, wait a minute. What the fuck do you mean by that? You know, the hackles yeah. go up and they're like, oh shit, I said, so, I said a bad. Let me fix this, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, hang on. I suspect if you if you factor in phenomena like the development of superbugs in hospitals, for example, that overall the net consequence of hospitals is negative. No, that's just not true. No. <laughs> in fact, a lot of the problems in hospitals is because of underfunding or because of profit seeking, right? Profit driven. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're they're underfunding certain things that could keep people safe because they're trying to drive up profit. Like we can we like the thing is hospitals them oh my god, medicine is good. <laughs> I don't how do we address this? Like we can talk about how there are problems in hospitals without saying that hospitals are bad. We can do this, but no, in the conservative mindset, it's not, it's, it's it's not that grossly. It's just a grossly irresponsible thing to even. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hang on. Now that's just a guess. And, but it's, and, and it could easily be wrong, but it, it also could not be wrong. And that Whoa. is a good example. Oh, for fuck's no. sake, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I could say a lot of things that could not be wrong. This guy is a thought leader. Keep in mind, this is a guy that the right ponies up all the time as one of the most intellectual fucking people. And yet he's saying that could be wrong, but it also could be right. Dun, dun, dun. No, he didn't say it could be right. He uh, said it could also be, be not, not wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. different than, than right. Ugh. It's a technical. It's right. A no, technical you, you right. see, it's, the problem is you're not actually listening to the words he's saying. Uh, I haven't listened just, to every fucking shred oh, of everything he's ever said. Hang on. Example, or that's where my thinking about what we don't know has taken me with regards to the critique of what we do. Word fucking salad. Yeah. Word fucking salad right there. Hang on. The fact that it's even plausible is a stunning well, you know, medical error is the third leading cause about? of death. The nope. fact that it's plausible, there's so many things that are plausible that are not that are not that are not in the realm of probable or even right. likely well, but, or but even how, like worth engaging in. Like how, it's it's plausible that there is a rock on the beach that cure cancer. That's a plausible thing that we can imagine, but like. Uh, Hey, you you missed you missed the line that he said. I'm going to play it again so you can hear this. Well, you know, medical error is the third leading cause of death. No, that's not true. No, that's a fucking lie. No, I googled it. It's it's one quick search. Yeah, I also (laughs) happened to Google this today, but that was because I was trying to say that COVID nineteen is the leading cause of death in the United States, which is true. Guess what? The third leading cause of death is not medical error. It's just not. Leading causes of death was the Google I did. And number three is accidents, unintentional injuries. That's number three. Number four, chronic lower respiratory diseases. Five, stroke. Six, Alzheimer's. Diabetes, seven. Nephritis, eight. You know, heart disease is number one. Cancer is number two, you know. Well, cancer, that's funny because if you live long enough, you're getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. You know, and that doesn't take into account the generation of superbugs, for example. The gen- 
So when's he going to start peeing in bottles oh God, and wearing tissue bad. boxes on his feet? And it's, it's... he's going full fucking Howard Hughes here, guys. He's no, he's doing I mean, it right in front of us. Just like with everything Jordan Peace in there, there is a speck of truth there. Yeah, we actually do have a problem with the overprescription of antibiotics, mm-hmm. and we do have a problem with the, this this hyper idea of like sanitization. Uh, but also, washing your hands is good, guys. That's not what we're talking about. But, yep. Um, like the thing is that in hospitals, what we're finding is that uh, the, the certain kind of sanitation that they're doing, uh, because they're not doing sterilization and uh, they're doing sanitization, um, which is good for certain things, but they're doing it too much in too many spaces, which is allowing an overgrowth of bad bacteria. Something I talk about a lot in cheese on the show mm-hmm. even is that see the good bacteria, the bacteria we want makes it so that bad bacteria can't grow in the cheese. That's why it's not going to make you sick. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of bacteria in cheese. That's how you get cheese. Well, not necessarily, yeah. but for the most part, well, that's how you get yeah. cheese. And that's how fermentation happens. Yeah, so. that's how that's how it works. And so well, it's, it's one way. Yeah. Fine. Well, yep. Yeah, it's one way. So it's <laughs> fine to have bacteria, but the thing, like the thing, is that we're allowing an overgrowth mm-hmm. of certain. That's what he. That's what super bugs are. See, this is not. This is not a. This is it's not, not. It's not a fucking robot not terminator. Hospitals. Coming <laughs> a matter of finding the correct balance of bacteria to to sanitary things because just like one of the huge innovations in people not dying and for birthing a child was that doctors started washing their fucking hands. Small, like hand washing is fine wash your hands for covid still that's still a good idea guys yeah every day uh, at least three or four times a day oh try, i work in food it's you work in food so it's even worse so mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a, but um but like the thing is like we we're having a conversation about these things oh and by the way in food service super bugs aren't the fucking problem the problem is that workers aren't paid enough or given enough time to actually do proper cleanliness so the problem is contamination not super bugs i want to make that explicitly clear that super bugs are a limited problem we still have a problem with contamination in the world writ large yep. yeah generation of superbugs or you know if you're thinking broadly about it um let's oh and superbugs just mean antibiotic resistant they don't mean magic bugs (laughs) you stand on this issue but i have been um tracking the lab leak hypothesis for covid and it is very yes Oh. Yes, guys, we went. We got goes, there. Don't worry. We <laughs> got there. Fantastic. <laughs> From Jordan Peterson and Brett Weinstein, we bring you <laughs> the, the Wuhan virus. The intellectuals. <laughs> they are. As I'm looking into it more, I'm finding a preponderance of there being additional evidence. You know no. I am a very intelligent right. person. My name is Homer Simpson. It's you not know. a conspiracy uh, theory. It's a hypothesis. <laughs> a bad one at that, too. <laughs> poke. I poke you for that one. <laughs> Distressing to me that as much as it's an unsettled question, the evidence for the lab leak gets stronger over time. No, <laughs> no it doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I, they, okay. they barely this week came out with a report saying 
if the person didn't happen to travel to this market nearby, the person that had the, the first strain of the virus, if they would have just stayed home, they could have spared the entire world this whole thing. Well, but because they went to this market viruses. sick. You, well, yeah, it's here and it exists and that's the thing. But it's just one mm-hmm. of those things where it's like, don't, that's like walking away from a slot machine and I finding out. I saw somebody like, on social media today claim that the fact that this last year in the United States, we didn't really have much of a flu season was sus. And I was like, no, it's just because masks work. <laughs> masks and washing your fucking hands. Wash your hands, wear a mask during flu season. Guess and, what? And we staying the fuck away from oh, people, and also right? flu shots because a lot of people still got their flu shots. I know I did. Yep. For fuck's sake. <laughs> the intellectuals. I'm not an intellectual but I can do a better job than these fucking guys. I'm not an intellectual. <laughs> Hang on. All of the competing hypotheses fall one by one and are replaced by some alternative that hasn't yet been falsified. But that's very ominous to me. And if this is the case, if this was uh, a bug that was modified in the lab through gain of function research and escaped, then you have to add that to the balance sheet with respect to the costs of medical errors, because it looks like if this was an escapee from the Wuhan lab, that it was an escapee from experiments designed to create a vaccine to protect us from future coronaviruses. What? (laughs) That's so dangerous. That's such a shovel. That that is a dump truck full of bullshit right there. Damn it. What it the is, fuck? It is, it is, it is a conspiracy theory that has already been debunked. <laughs> but like the the idea that like that they were trying to develop a vaccine for future coronaviruses, which is going to scare people about the vaccine, which by the way has no coronavirus in it. None of the vaccines. There's none. Have coronavirus you, you can in shoot it. me up with like a whole bottle of that fucking vaccine. It's not suggested. But Please it's one of those things that sounds real rough on your body. <laughs> it, it would be very rough on the body. But the thing is, like, I'm be, not going it, to it would catch be a little bit more. It would not that much more rough. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not going to catch the immune, fucking Rona immune, from it, though. Yeah, That's the your, thing. Your immune response can only can only do it, so much. Yeah, it can only be so extreme. That's true. That's right. true. Uh, however, there is no coronavirus in these vaccines. None. Now, that's actually amazing now uh, i am not knocking vaccines that have dead or like very weakened yeah virus in it because those are useful Mm -hmm. um well we wouldn't be where we are without that yeah those are great but these viruses actually uh just train your body to recognize the spike protein it's a Mm -hmm. mrna no it doesn't change your dna it's no, fine. No, 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 no. Uh, that was fascinating shit, actually. Because did you guys see the uh, vaccines? Did you guys see the TikTok video explaining this in like a minute, where it's like the mRNA yeah. comes up and uh-huh. it's like a mess. It says I'm a messenger, and he's like, "The fork hands are coming. I'm here to deliver this message. The fork hands are coming. Here, make these, and it's things to fight the fork hands." <laughs> That's awesome. I did not see that. Oh, well, you have to you have to check it out. It's fucking great because it explains it in a way that I couldn't succinctly. I showed it to my kids, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, we get it now." <laughs> yeah no it's 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 brilliant it's fantastic yeah and these fuckers and like these are supposed to be like this this is born out of like a lot of the skeptic community right like the people who are like yeah, the, the sam harris out. the sam harris people birthed this generation of assholes you know like, yeah. like 
tractors are bad and ghosts don't exist. And then now they're like, they're just down this conspiracy theory. They're like, no, I've got really good at about, no, what you did is you got reading for, you got good at reading experts explaining shit to you and you still didn't understand it, which is fine because I don't. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> we're not going to come onto a show like we have here and claim something to be fucking gospel when we don't know it to be true because we know how dangerous misinformation can be. Yeah. And whenever we find ourselves conflicted with saying something that wasn't completely 100% true, we fix it. We know? try our very best. We right. really do. <sighs> and um I don't I don't know how to like tell people this, but like uh it's not an appeal to authority to just be like, "Hey, all the scientists around the world are pretty cool about this. That's not an appeal. I mean, I guess it is, but it's not. It's not a fa- it's not a fallacious appeal to authority, I should say. Because sometimes you can just appeal to an authority who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, I had an argument recently with someone in the family where they're like, "I'm, I'm saying I'm going to get the I'm going to get the vaccine." They're like, "I don't know. I don't know if those things are 100 percent safe." I'm like, "Well." Medical doctors say that it's safe and they know a fuck lot more than I do about these kinds of things. And they're like, yeah, but I don't know. What about this and that? And I'm like, are you an epidemiologist? Yeah. No, you're not. So therefore, I'm going to go with a guy that had 12 years of school to teach me this Mm -hmm. fucking thing. And you know what? You (laughs) should be skeptical of your doctor if it does not jive, jive with your personal experience. Like if they're just like, no. Like you're just crazy or whatever. There's nothing wrong with going for a second opinion or right. feeling like you're, if you're not being listened to, those are valid experiences. This however, is valid. however, with vaccine, <laughs> with vaccine, and we're talking about the entire global public health community being like, wow, he's pretty great. That is not your personal doctor, not listening to your issues. This is a consensus versus an asshole. You see what I mean? You see what I mean? Like, there's a difference here. <laughs> okay, there's only a couple more seconds. Okay. So we can't say that with specificity, but if we look at the circumstantial evidence of what was being studied. Hey, tell me how many court cases are won on circumstantial evidence. I mean, sh- oh, shockingly oh, no, in this no. country, a lot of them, oh, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, actually, circumstantial evidence most, is a perfectly valid form of evidence yeah, mo- with enough context. Evidence, yeah, most evidence is circumstantial in, in some respects. But you have to have it. It's in a pretty, that's a pretty, pretty vague descriptor of evidence. Yeah, like that's like, yeah, okay, so it's circumstantial. That doesn't tell me much. But also, most people use that term way wrong. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this guy. Yeah, <laughs> like this this particular <laughs> example was a bad use of circumstantial. Well, it hasn't been proven that it's wrong. This thing that I just fucking made up. So therefore, I'm going to leave it as the same weight. As the thing that is true, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just because reasons and my thoughts, how it was being studied and what the likely purpose of those investigations were, then this is, you know, the mother of all self-inflicted wounds. And it is uh, downstream of naive thinking about the cost benefit ratio of enhancing the infectivity of uh, virus. Jesus Christ, man. This is essentially making an argument that uh, anti-vaxxers make constantly. Maybe we shouldn't be toying with vac- with these viruses because we should hurt because we should just how let them are we kill going us. to be immune to it if we just keep vaccinating? 
that's not how fucking viruses work, Karen. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to the future where like a new virus pops up. They have a strain of it already encoded in the DNA and they send out the fucking mRNA to go beat it. You know, oh my like God. that I'm day. I'm so excited you know? for the future of vaccines. This is amazing <laughs> shit. But at the same time, no, never mind. That's fascism. I'm not going to go down that route. I'm going to let, let the stupid people die. But no, that's kind of mean. You know. <laughs> also, there's no such thing as stupid people. Like, like, like there's like you know we can be like. I don't know about that one, Felicia. <laughs> no, I mean like there's <laughs> intelligence is complex, and yeah. so like people can be stupid about pretty much everything while still not being like in like. Without value, I don't know. I don't know. I I worked I worked with a guy who who would climb under his desk in an open office environment. He would climb under his desk to have privacy while making a phone call. In and that could just be a sensory thing. No, it was literally we we asked him, and it was oh for it was privacy. I was okay. having, it was a private conversation. There are, I mean, I'm not, okay. I'm not saying. That, that's pretty stupid. Just, yeah. <laughs> like people do stupid things all the time. I don't. Yeah, I mean, saying, the Darwin awards exist for a reason. <laughs> I hate those and I don't I, think they're good. I understand that, but I'm just saying that stupid things happen to stupid people sometimes. And stupid things happen to smart people as well. I'm not trying to say that, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to create a whole subclass of human where it's like <laughs> they need to be cold from existence because they don't think smarty like me, you know, not going that route. But I'm just saying that there are there are a bunch of people that are just genuinely brazenly proud of their ignorance. That's what I call a stupid. I thing. would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That you. Thank you for saying what I was trying to say. Like, that's what. <laughs> thank I, you yes. for using many word to say what two word me do best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it for the patron show. Hopefully you enjoyed that. We'll catch you next time with another one. We'll see ya. <laughs>